1: Lady, the Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Biden remembering those who serve in the armed forces on this Christmas weekend. Greg Clugston reports.
3: In his Christmas message to the nation, the president encouraged Americans to pray
0: for members of the U.S. military during the holiday season. Let's be sure to remember the brave women and men in uniform who defend and protect our nation. Many of them, many of them are away from their families at this time of year. Let's keep them in our prayers. Greg Clugston Washington. Bethlehem marking a Merry Christmas as literally thousands of visitors have descended upon the birthplace of Jesus. Tourism, the economic lifeblood of the town, and for the past couple of years the COVID pandemic kept international visitors away for the most part. But this year they are back. Hotels are full. Shopkeepers have reported a very brisk business. This is SRN News.
4: This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky addresses Congress. And your support is crucial,
2: not just to stand in such fight, but to win on the battlefield.
4: Join us for our program, sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every
1: Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Inside your 2 o'clock hour here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Time for your weather forecast. High is 3 degrees today. Sunny skies into your evening hours. Your low is reaching negative 9 degrees into your Sunday Christmas high of 6 degrees. It's the time. Check out Christmas movies today at SalemNow.com. There's no annoying monthly fees. It's all on demand. SalemNow.com. Like Elfman left on his own to save a family from a lousy Christmas, this elf finds his true identity. Welcome
2: back to Winston's End World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the bright, shining spot of green and red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. I'm wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a a blessed whatever it is you celebrate this time of year. I, I neither apologize for Christmas nor wish to stomp on anyone else's traditions, whatever it is you celebrate, I hope you do it well, and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed time doing it this time of year. I spent the first hour talking about things that that bother me, about the way Christmas is, is practiced today, and about the way some elements of our society have, I won't say waged war on Christmas, but really sort of perverted its intent, and in some cases sort of hijacked the, the feeling of the season. Uh, as as Bono said at the beginning of the movie, Rattle and Hum, uh, when the song Helter Skelter started playing, he said, Charles Manson stole this uh, song from the Beatles. We're here to steal it back. I I, I intend this broadcast to note the fact that, that the, some of the intent, some of the feel of Christmas has been stolen by people who are ne- not necessarily fondly disposed to the holiday. And I... And I think a lot of you are here to steal it back. And I'd like to do exactly that today. Uh, I, I stole it back from the cultural Grinches earlier in the broadcast during the first hour. I'd like to take a, an hour and steal it back from the Grinches that work in the world of politics and in the world of theology to some extent and in, and in the world of, of of how society runs itself. Because... There are some parallels between the Christmas story and the story of conservatism and the story of this country itself that are absolutely vital, that are absolutely important that you not miss, that that, that are important for you to carry on and pass on to those around you, I think, my humble two cents worth, and that... Quite frankly, are things that society needs to be aware of. There are parallels between the two stories. Not wanting to get too overreachy or too melodramatic here, but that, that do matter. That are that are important, and one of the biggest ones I think is wrapped up in the very origins of the season. Uh, and, and, and the origin of the season is something you can't miss if you've listened to any of the Christmas carols and Christmas hymns that that those of us of the Christian faith will be singing in church uh come Christmas Eve and Christmas day uh hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king and Christ was sent to earth as a king but not born as a king here on earth born as the as a child of a of a of a couple of impoverished Judeans uh, who were being bossed hither and yon by their puppet government at the time. And and this idea, the idea that God would come to earth as a humble human being, not not a king, not a prince, some, not someone who used divinity or actually used power to claim divinity, but in fact, was quite the opposite. Someone whose divinity was not connected to earthly power, at least not overtly, and, 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 and yet uh, was the Son of God, and yet was completely divine. And, and to put this in context, you have to remember that throughout all of human history, up until fairly recently, in fact, you have the idea. Fomented largely by kings for reasons that should be obvious to all of you, the idea that the king was God on Earth, as the pharaohs were to the ancient Egyptians, as as some Roman emperors were uh, in Rome, as some kings and emperors and and uh, other monarchs have been throughout history have, have declared themselves, and and that up to by the way, including the Emperor of Japan up until nineteen forty five who was recognized by his people as 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 God on earth as as a human and a god and this is the way most throughout most of human history most humans who have ever walked this planet have had someone ruling them who either before the Christian era and in much of the world through the Christian era, up to today in some cases, considered themselves to be God walking among us here on earth, ruling them, or even in the Christian era, in Christian countries, a monarch who considered himself to be divinely ordained by God to rule. The idea that a king was a king because God had blessed him with or her in the case of a queen, uh, had blessed him or her with the talent, the position, the authority to rule others. And this is, even in Christian countries, a common f- way of attributing the, the power of a king, divine right to monarchy. The idea that not only, if even if the king is not a god, him or herself, that they would be acting out the will of God on earth, which is certainly an impression you want to give if you are a king and you want to impress the peasants. So the idea that God could be born a carpenter in Galilee was an incredibly radical notion to humans 2,000 years ago. Just as 1,700 years later, the idea that the individual would have some worth above and beyond society, that the individual was capable of self-rule, and that indeed government should be, rather than a divinely ordained king, supported by a group of divinely ordained nobles, supported in turn and from below by a group of selected nobles, knights, who would, whose duty was to defend the king and, and the layers of monarchy and aristocracy above them, and below them all the peasants and the merchants and the farmers and all the all the commoners. The idea that, in fact, rather than that, government could be and society could be a free association of equals, that people were capable of governing themselves, that indeed every man and woman eventually could be their own king, or at least collaborate with other kings in, in, in ruling themselves, in, in providing order to a society, to, to protecting and defending a society, and to, to giving a society rules that everyone could live by, was equally revolutionary, and, and in fact was precisely that. We fought a revolution over it. Other countries have fought revolutions, peaceful and not so peaceful, over the idea that power is not invested by God in a single person, but in fact is given to all of us to use wisely, soberly, and prudently in each other's mutual interest, cooperatively, uh, with the idea that that, that this is a, a power, this is a, a set of powers and rights that, that we are given by God ...to be good stewards of. This is an inherently radical notion. And, And if you are, in fact, someone who still believes... ...that government should govern by consent of the governed... ...and that our society should be a free association of equals... ...well, then you're still a revolutionary. Because a good chunk of this society that we have today... ...even here in America, and even more so in places like Western Europe... China, Japan, believe in something that's really not that far removed from the model of the, 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 the aristocratic society we described earlier with the king on the top and the their the group of, of petty nobles around them and below them and, and, and everyone else below them. I mean, in, in the European Union, you don't have a king per se, but you still have a, a group of people who are, if not hereditary nobility, Certainly the nobility of uh, of the credentialed elites who are deemed to just be smarter and better at, at, at the whole process of of taking care of all of our self-rule for us. You see that here in America, too. And I'm not going to say it's a progressive thing or a Democrat thing. But generally speaking, when you see someone saying, well, we should let the experts take care of it when the subject is not. Brain surgery, but is in fact things like how will our teach, uh, children be taught? How will our health care be administered? How will our taxes be uh, reformed? When you hear someone saying it's too complicated for the hoi polloi, for the, the, the mere mortals, for the commoners to understand, you're listening to someone who is talking the way someone in pre American uh, political parlance would have spoken. You're speaking the way a theologian in in pre-Christian theology would have spoken. The idea that some things are just too important, too complex, too difficult for mere mortals to understand is profoundly old-fashioned. And the idea that you and I, a couple of regular schnooks listening to, or in my case is speaking on, uh, a station in the suburbs of the Twin Cities are capable of governing ourselves ourselves. That's the real revolution. And it is the parallels to the story of Christmas, the story of Christianity itself, the idea that that power and divinity can all divine down, can all boil down to individual human beings, in one case a divine one, in all other cases, all 320 million of us, people who are blessed with the divine right to rule ourselves and each other, if we're smart enough to do it, are equally revolutionary and equally worth celebrating this time of year as every time of year. My name's Mitch Berg. This is a special Northern Alliance Radio Network Christmas broadcast, uh, I hope you and yours are having a, a wonderful holiday season here so far. I I certainly wish uh, wish the best upon all of you. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some historical parallels in the United States, so historical times in the United States history when Christmas itself, the season, the event, has been absolutely vital in 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 the history of this country. It's important stuff, I think. More when we come back. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
1: Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
5: Hi, I'm Cole with the Kingdom Builders, where we specialize in roof replacement and gutters. Hold on a second, Cole. What did you just say? I said we specialize in roof replacement and gutters. Cole,
1: it's pronounced roof.
5: Roof, roof. I've heard it both ways. What do you think? Reach out to me at cole at thekingdombuilders.com. Cole at thekingdombuilders.com with your thoughts on roof or roof.
0: Cole,
1: just go ask your dog. Hey, is this thing on? Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. Did you know we've been on this great radio station for eight years now? It's been a privilege to talk with you
2: over the airwaves. Since our business is centered around the Lord Jesus, we try to reflect that in what we say. Recently, we uploaded all the radio ads we've ever recorded onto our website. If you want to reminisce about the past with us, feel free to check it out. You can look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com.
3: In today's world, is it possible for you to make a solid retirement plan, one that's unshakable? The answer is absolutely yes. Hi, I'm Dale Tondrick. In my new book, Unshakable Retirement, you'll learn my time-tested strategies to make your retirement secure with methods that I've been using with my clients for over 20 years. Contact me and I'll send you a free copy of Unshakable Retirement, 800-799-9316. That's 800-799-9316. What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa ho ho hot tub savings up to 65 percent on a new hot tub or swim spa from master pool and spa and our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa zero percent financing till 2024 get savings up to 65 percent on a new hot tub or swim spa master pool and spa 394 in louisiana 952-253-0665 952-253-0665 or visit masterpoolandspa.com that's master pool and
1: Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM1280 The Patriot in the App Store.
5: Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plain and the mountains in reply,
2: echoing Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, our Christmas special. Uh, welcome back, by the way. Always great to have you all here. And, and, and I say this uh, every year about this time. And one of the great blessings in my life is... To be able to talk to each and every one of you uh, every Saturday afternoon, especially this time of year, uh, when it's my pride and and privilege to say thank you for tuning in every year uh, to listen to our to our broadcast here, Brad King and myself uh, all all agree this is one of the great. Uh, Joys of our lives, uh, our lives all of which are blessed with <laughs> way more joy than I think a lot of us could have possibly expected. Uh, so, thank you all for that. We're talking about uh, the, the historical parallels between Christ, uh, Christmas and America, especially the vision of America that conservatives hold. And this is not intended to be a politicization of Christmas, it's not. I'm looking for parallels, I'm not claiming ownership here. But on the other hand, the parallels are there. We talked about those in the the last segment, uh, the parallels between the idea that that, that God himself could come to earth as a human and the idea then that that really is inextricable from that, that the power that God gave to kings could just as easily be given to commoners, to people like you and I. And in fact, there was no such thing as nobility – to be a citizen was itself to be noble such an idea that shook the world to its core when it actually became the the basis of a government and there's another historical parallel there that leads us to one uh, that leads us to another historical parallel I should say which I think is really important because every year well you you hear this constantly from people who are uh, who, who argue sometimes in many cases in good faith for the Establishment Clause, the the clause in the Constitution that guarantees against the establishment of state religion, which is an inherently good thing. But there are people who who extend from that and say America is not a Christian nation. And and there's a point to that. Is is a nation? We are a nation that was has always been primarily Christian, and in fact is is probably more enthusiastically composed of people of faith than almost any other western country today you can think of very few that are more enthusiastically of faith than americans in general are today perhaps the polls i mean you have a hard time getting the polls away from the catholic church and and thank goodness for it It, it's it's brought them wonderful things like their freedom in some respects over the last 30 years here and god bless them for that as well But there's a case to be made that that we are not a, quote, Christian country, end quote, just a country made up of Christians. I, as a conservative, am fine with that. I don't want our country establishing a state religion. And yet, while America may not be, quote, Christian, end quote, as a nation, its central metaphor behind our creation is tied up in the Christian metaphor completely inextricably you can't wrap the you can't unravel the two and I think it, it it is tied up with that for something that's also important for the Christian Christmas season let's dial back to last hour one of the six new types of cultural grinches that I was throwing brick bats at last hour was the group of people who who like to correct you on the origins of Christmas they'll say well... Christmas is really just a pagan holiday. I mean, it's a pagan holiday. It's not even Christian. I mean, Christ wasn't even born in December. Christ Christian just appropriated the solstice. And that's that's true. Historians say that that Christ was likely not born. Very likely, almost almost completely unlikely to have been born on December 25th, or even in the winter in Galilee. But that doesn't matter, because when you think about it, just as Christmas as we observe it was not born Christian, either were any of us. We were all born into original sin. None of us, Christians are not born. They are made, and and really, they are made by themselves, that when people decide to declare <laughs> that christ is their lord and savior it's and and become baptized in the faith you decide to be a christian you no more are born into christianity than you are born into being a a a nascar driver you have to make yourself a nascar driver or 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 or, a great violinist both of them are things that you just make and just like that no the fact that that Christmas, as we celebrate today on December 25th, may have been a pagan holiday, is the point. We were all pagan holidays before we were saved by Christ. Christianity always finds fixer-uppers. And by the way, like Christians, Americans sin. Christianity is not about being perfect. It's about being forgiven and, and, and about and about being able to achieve the Almighty, even though we are imperfect, even though we are fundamentally flawed. America is fundamentally flawed. We, we've had our flaws. We've, you don't need to be reminded by the media that we were built, heavily built around one huge flaw the institution of slavery. We have sinned in this country. And we continue to sin in this country. We we murder millions of babies every year. There's nothing about being a country, even a country where the bulk of the people are Christians, that makes it perfect. And yet... Just as Christianity allows each and every one of us and individuals to atone for our sins and to still approach the Almighty and the hereafter with some hope of salvation, the entire American experiment is built around the idea that we are not perfect. We can never be perfect. Perfection is unachievable on this mortal coil. But we have the tools and means at our hands to atone for that, to learn from our mistakes, and do better in the future. Almost every country in the world has practiced slavery, if not every country, every society, every culture in the world. If you go back far enough, you'll find slavery being practiced. You will have a very hard time finding any country in the world that has worked as hard as diligently as consistently and and i think with as much integrity to atone for that history as the united states have go ahead ask the french if if how they've atoned for their history of slavery in 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 the caribbean and in africa ask the belgians about their history of slavery in sub-saharan africa ask the dutch about their tradition of indentured servitude in sub-saharan africa and especially in indonesia these are countries that all practiced if not slavery with a capital s at least it's it's awful first cousin and and not all that terribly long ago forget about ja- japan forget about germany <laughs> we are a country that 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 has at least adopted the christian ideal that we know we're not perfect, we can never achieve perfection, that we can, best we can hope for is to confess our sins, repent in the best way we can, make things as right as we can, and and, and try to move on in everyone's best interests. And that's like Christianity, and that's like the faith that was born, as the tradition says, thousands of years ago this weekend. And that's important. It's about the coming of redemption. The, the redemptive power of Christmas is in an integral part of America. And if you look through the history of America, that redemption is a part of the, the, the mythology of some of the most important, scaringly vital events in the history of this country. Not just the, the larger ideas of, of the metaphor behind a, a, a divine right of power going down to all of us individuals, and 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 not just about the the idea that that we're a society like Christianity itself that believes that it needs to occasionally humble itself and repent just a bit. Nobody tell Donald Trump that. I don't see him doing much repenting, but we'll see. You never know. But it's also a, a country where. A big part of our national mythology is built around the redemptive power of Christmas, whether by accident or by design. It doesn't matter. Honestly, it all works about the same in my point of view, at least for purposes of of the story I'm trying to tell you today. Uh. My name is Mitch Berg. Uh, my blog is shotinthedark.info, shotinthedark.info. I put out material just about every weekday, although I'll probably be taking Christmas Day off, as I do most years. But five days a week, I write about my favorite stories in politics, current events, pop culture, music, history, and a little bit of everything in between, if it grabs my fancy. Uh, this is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, heard every Saturday. From noon to 3, actually from 1 to 3 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot, Uh, our special Christmas broadcast, uh, hoping you and yours all have a blessed Christmas or whatever holiday season you celebrate. We'll be back with more on the redemptive power of Christmas and the American story when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Heart prepare him and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing.
6: Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the state.
0: at snc.tv
6: Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles
4: precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Glory, Gloria,
1: in excelsis Deo. Hark
2: the herald angels sing! glory to the newborn King. Welcome back to Twin Cities and Earth, World. It's the Northern Earth, Alliance City, Radio, Modern, Radio Network, a special Christmas, Christmas edition. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, blessings of the season to all of you, whatever your beliefs. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. We've talked so far this show about, I don't know, some of the perversions of the meaning of Christmas that that our culture is starting to embrace. We talked a little bit about what I think are some of the, the philosophical parallels between the season and the country we live in, and some of the some of the social parallels and really the the metaphorical parallels between the season and this country and and honestly i when i say this country i mean the traditional version of what this country is supposed to mean uh, something that could be has been called classical liberal interpretation of what america's about and of course if you listen to this broadcast you know that when i say classical liberal i generally mean modern american conservative I am not trying to politicize all of it though I'm truly not. Um you can believe me you cannot but it's the it's a fact I'm not. But there are things about the Christmas season that are almost impossible to unwrap from elements in American history. Uh when you consider that uh Christmas if you're a Christian and if you observe the, the true meaning of the season, is about redemption. It's about the idea that the world can be reborn, that, that mankind can be reborn. And if mankind can be reborn in, in the person of a, of a baby, an impoverished manger in Bethlehem, that humanity itself, and you and I as individuals, not to mention the country we live in, can be reborn through just as humble and yet profoundly powerful means. And I take heart in saying that because we've seen that in the history of this country. Three episodes I want to talk about briefly in the time I have remaining here that I think are are, are things that even as famously unemotional as I, a Scandinavian American boy, am, they still verge on making me emotional. Uh, Because they're so profoundly important, both for the history of this country and for the history of this this world around us. One of them was a, a took place on an extremely cold winter morning in seventeen seventy six. Uh, seventeen seventy six is most famous to most of you and to those of us of our society who studied history as the year that the Declaration of Independence was signed, and that still gets the big headlines, and we have a big party for it on July fourth. What what a lot of people shamefully don't know anymore is that. After the 4th of July, like around the beginning of August and into September, things went south real fast, literally and figuratively. The British invaded uh, New York. They landed, staged an amphibious attack at Brooklyn. They crushed George Washington's army, drove him across the East River, and then humiliated him in Manhattan. They killed or captured the majority of his army. And, and the, the ones that were left, many of them deserted and went home. Because winter was coming on, they hadn't been paid, and by the way, it looked like the revolution may well have been lost. They chased George Washington from Manhattan across the Hudson River, from Fort Lee, New Jersey, all the way down New Jersey to the Delaware River. And and George Washington evacuated what was left of the Continental Army, basically a quarter of the force that had been with him on July 4th at the signing of the Declaration of Independence, about a fourth of that army was left on Christmas Eve, 1776. And it had been a cold, miserable winter so far. And the army that was left with Washington was suffering mightily. And and the Continental Congress, which was based in Philadelphia at the time, was suffering some anxiety of its own. Because just six months earlier, five months earlier, they had pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their eternal honor to, uh, To this American Revolution, which in those days carried a death sentence. Rebelling against the King of England was not something that kings who ruled by divine right took kindly to. And the founding fathers justifiably worried that they might be called upon to pay up on that bet. Never in American history has the American experiment hung so carefully and so closely in the balance. One more push was all it was going to take the Brits to snuff out the American experiment. And yet, overnight on Christmas Eve, George Washington gathered up what was left of his army, hijacked a bunch of coal barges from the Shilkill River, uh, from the coal mines up the stream, and and, and brought them downriver, and overnight paddled across the icy Delaware River, manhandled a small cannon out of one of the barges, and snuck up, essentially, on a camp full of Hessians who were watching him across the river, who had been celebrating Christmas and were hungover in the morning and weren't capable of doing much, ambushed them, routed them, sent them fleeing, and then went on, marched on to Princeton, New Jersey, and a few days later, routed a larger, more professional, more prepared British force. It was just two battles in most history books. But it was a Christmas miracle because without those two victories, we might all still be speaking British if you catch my drift. I I do believe in miracles on Christmas. I do. And that was one of them. There was no reason that George Washington should have won, that, that the American Revolution should have prevailed, that the American Revolution should have survived in the Central Atlantic states. It was tactically, logistically... Really, unfeasibly impossible. And yet it happened. On the day of the miracle of the birth of the Christ, the day of the miracle of the salvation of the American Revolution happened. Fast forward a few hundred years and a half. It was Christmas 1945. World War II was almost one or so everyone thought, and indeed it was, but there had been a terrible setback. The Germans had managed to, the Nazis in this case, had managed to save up a force of, of troops, tanks, and, and fuel and launch one last mighty counterattack, and it was a brutal counterattack. It caught the Americans by surprise, caught a bunch of absolutely green American troops and some war-weary veterans, Completely by surprise, bulldozed over them, surrounded thousands of Americans. Some of the greatest surrenders in American history uh, took place at what came calls the Battle of the Bulge. Now, if you've watched Band of Brothers, the epic miniseries, you know that an American airborne division, the 101st, and some other American troops held out in a town called Bastogne. But that by no means was that a sure thing, even at the time. And on Christmas morning, the commander of one of the German divisions that surrounded Bestone, there were seven of them up against one American division that was low on ammunition, low on food, and lower still on everything else, sent in uh, an emissary to talk about negotiating the surrender of the of the garrison. And the general who was in charge, he was in charge of the airborne 101st Airborne's artillery, a fellow named Tony McAuliffe, for lack of a better term, wrote back, nuts, which doesn't mean much back then and today. Back then it was a little more pointed term, not quite profane, but certainly pointed as a way of saying, Take off, hoser." The Germans didn't get that. They had to have that interpreted for them. But in a way it was its own Christmas miracle, the fact that Americans held out against those odds at that time. At that time of the year, you can chalk it up to a lot of factors. I'll accept all of them. But if you don't believe in Christmas miracles, seeing that episode, I'm 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 hard pressed to to see why not. I'm sorry to see why not. Another Christmas miracle, maybe not a miracle, but just an incredibly inspirational story that I think is absolutely inseparable from the story of America happened when I was in high school. It was the darkest days of the of the Russian crackdown or the I should say the communist crackdown in Poland. As uh, the solidarity uprising, the rising of the of the Soviet uh, the of the Polish labor movement that sought to uh, reform the communist government of Poland and, and got stomped on hard by the by by the Polish army in this case, which by the way has been said in some cases to have been a blessing disguise. The Polish army clamped down hard on the on solidarity uh, to prevent a Pol- uh, Russian invasion of Poland. That may have been true, but. Hundreds died, thousands were imprisoned uh, without charge, held in camps around Poland without uh, any access to lawyers or their families or anybody else over the holiday season. And over that holiday season, a fellow named Rumold Spasalski, Spasalski was the Polish ambassador to the United States, uh, had an epic crisis of faith. And it was his first, really, because he'd grown up his entire life as a committed communist his father had been a communist, a uh, member of the communist resistance to the Nazis who'd died in Gestapo custody. And like a good communist, he'd grown up very, very atheist. But his wife, a woman named Wanda Spasowski, gradually grew on him, grew on him over the years. And, and uh, Wanda, being a devout Catholic, managed to wear her husband down, as wives will tend to do with husbands over the decades. and And by 1980... Uh, 81, rather, the, Romwald Spasowski was a committed Catholic and a Christian, and on December 25th, 1981, Romwald Spasowski defected to the United States, and it was an epic event in the history of both countries. I don't want to talk about that briefly when we come back as we discuss the miracles of the season both in the world and in America, really. This is an episode that had a huge effect on me personally, and I hope it does on you as well. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. It's a Christmas broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all come back for one more segment on the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot.
4: With every Christmas card
5: May
4: your days be merry and bright,
0: and may all your Christmases be white. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM-1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What kind of legacy will you leave behind? Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike as they'll be discussing your legacy issues, the necessary steps you need to take to ensure your affairs are in order and that you're not leaving a mess for those you love. Whether you're young or old, rich or not so rich, this topic is critical for you, your spouse and your loved ones. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them now at 855-231-6010.
3: What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. Ho, ho, hot tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. From Master Pool and Spa, and our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool and Spa, 394 in Louisiana, 952-253-0665, 952-253-0665, or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's Spa. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
0: Is your job recession-proof? Now might be the perfect time to switch careers and become an IT professional. With My Computer Career, IT is listed as one of the top recession-proof professions. You could have your dream job in just months, not years. No experience needed. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu.
2: back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, a special Christmas broadcast this weekend on the Northern Alliance. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks, and God bless you all uh, this holiday season. I-, I hope you all have as wonderful a holiday season as you could possibly imagine. We've been talking about the role of Christmas in American history and and how important it has been, both as, as, a-, as a moral beacon uh, to us as Americans, as, as a parallel for Americans to live up to, and and quite honestly, as, as a setting for some of America's greatest miracles. And I was talking about one that doesn't get nearly the press it deserves, and yet it was a pivotal moment for me. And I remember one of the, I remember it being one of the moments that most closely tied what America should be together with the holiday season. Uh, before the segment, I was ta- before the break, I should say, I was talking about uh, the defection of uh, Ambassador Romwald Spasowski of Poland. Uh, to the United States on December 23rd of 1981. Now, this was at the height of the Soviet crackdown on the solidarity labor movement at a time when, when nobody on earth believed that it would lead eventually to the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of communism and the freedom of Eastern Europe. This was all a decade in the future and nobody, but nobody believed that that was the eventual end result. Anyway, we talked about uh, Ambassador Spasowski, who had grown up as a committed communist, hence he was a ambassador to the United States under the communist government, who who over time and under the influence of his wife, Wanda Spasowska had become a committed Catholic and who saw what was going on in his home country of Poland where Gangs of, of government-sanctioned thugs were, were beating the tar out of protesters and arresting people in, in the night and hauling them off to camps, just like in the glory days of communism, all over again, with with the deaths of hundreds of people in these protests. And he decided he couldn't take anymore. Even though he was at the peak, near the peak of Polish communist life, he and his wife Wanda left. They defected. They walked across the street to the FBI uh, from the Polish embassy and defected to the United States. And they took this seriously. They held a trial, sentenced him and his wife to death in absentia. They had no luck getting to him. But that was a serious business in those days. and. It was a couple days later, during his annual Christmas broadcast, that Ronald Reagan brought up the incident. And now, presidential Christmas broadcasts tend to be pretty fluffy, gauzy things, and they should be, for the most part. This is not a time to politicize things. if You can possibly avoid it. And most presidents have been good at it. And when I say that most presidential Christmas broadcasts are gauzy, fluffy, and forgettable, that's a good thing. You shouldn't have to remember the president jabbering on Christmas. You should remember time with your family. But this was different. This was an extraordinary time. Ronald Reagan, God bless him, recognized it. And he urged every American in that Christmas broadcast, that I do remember watching, even though I was a young liberal, and was reacting with the fear that I had been programmed by, by the people, and, uh, my liberals that surrounded me at that time of my life to, to fear Ronald Reagan and to loathe what he stood for. I saw his request that night on that Christmas broadcast that in addition to the political sanctions that he ordered against the communist government, uh, he asked every American to light a candle for Poland in their window. And around and about my hometown, I saw a few of them as I walked around as i as I walked to and from work and as i as I wandered around the town on the night uh, on, on Christmas night and some of the nights thereafter and it it's while I'll stop a little short of calling it a Christmas miracle, I'll say it was one of those things that impressed me with the wonder not only of the season but of what this country could be. The idea that this country could could interrupt its celebration, a a celebration that had been, even then, people complained about how it had been profaned by commercialism so terribly, even at that point in history. And yet they could take time out to think about a people 4,000 miles away that they could scarcely have known much about other than what they saw on the TV. And the outpouring had its effect. The Russians realized that invading Poland would be a terrible idea because the American people were paying attention. And when the American people are paying attention, you don't go invading people. And when that happened, the people of Poland realized that someone was out there watching for them. And they kept the faith. And they held that faith through 10 very, very difficult years. Ending, eventually, with much struggle, with immense travail, in the fall of the Berlin Wall, and the fall of communism. Which itself was a miracle of biblical proportion. And I'm not going to say it started on that Christmas night in 1981. That I witnessed in my own little way, in my own little town, as I wandered around looking at people's front windows and the candles that people had placed out there for Poland. But I'm not going to deny it either. Because Christmas is a time of miracles and America is a place that has throughout its entire history bred miracles. And so why not see the miracles when they're there? I started with the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to finish with the Gospel of Luke. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest of heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they turned off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all those things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen were just as they had been told. And so in this cynical era, I hope that each of you in your own way can do as Mary did to treasure up all these things, all these things about, about the world, about faith, about about what's good about this place and this time and this country and this group of 320 million people we share it with and ponder on them in your heart for a while here and like the shepherds perhaps glorify, praise God and and perhaps the idea that God gave to each of us, that each of us is to some extent the king or queen of our own destinies, an idea that is inextricably tied up with this country that we live in and on this holiday season, it's just one of the, the heaps of things that we all have to be thankful and grateful for, as I am thankful and grateful for the opportunity to talk to each and every one of you every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 on AM 12, b the Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg, from my family to yours, God bless you all, God bless America, Merry Christmas.
1: Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM-1280, the Patriot app today.
3: What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. From Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom. Or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin. And trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. Ho-Ho Hot Tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. From Master Pool and & Spa and our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool & Spa, 394 in Louisiana, 952-253-0665, 952-253-0665, or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's masterpoolandspa.com. AM
1: 1280, the paper